Well, we're going to continue uh, talking about Jesus tonight. And as I said uh, last weekend, what you think about Jesus, what you believe about Jesus, the decisions you make about Jesus are the most important decision you make, uh, decisions you make in your life. And last week, I reminded all of us that Jesus is the eternal, all-powerful creator God. Jesus is the eternal, all-powerful creator God. That's who Jesus is. Jesus existed before Christianity. Jesus existed before Christmas. And Jesus existed before creation. Jesus is the creator. He existed before creation. He is the eternal, all-powerful creator God. And so uh, we, I hope, remember that. We'll move on to some new stuff uh, even uh, this evening. But first of all, I should share with you uh, this important news I got from a friend on Facebook today. Uh, I think you all need to know about it. Facebook will begin stealing your underwear at midnight tonight if you don't copy and paste this message in the next 37 seconds. Forward it to everyone in your mailing list. Print a hard copy for your grandmother and call your third grade teacher. This is real. I got the message firsthand from Alvis, who was having lunch with Bigfoot while riding the Loch Ness Monster. Was even on the inside back cover of every tabloid in the grocery store checkout line. Not only face, will Facebook start charging you tomorrow, they are also going to bill your credit card for the past three years of services. Luckily, though, each person who copies and pastes this status will receive a free unicorn in the mail tomorrow. However, if you don't repost this status, Facebook code has been set up to automatically set your computer on fire and harm an innocent bunny in the forest. It's all true, it was on the news. So I thought because a friend was worried enough to share with me, I should share it with you too. Uh, just, just so this doesn't, I'm trying to protect your friends. Actually, I thought it was a good introduction to something far more important. C.S. Lewis, uh, not unfamiliar to many of you, uh, said this. Christianity, if false, is of no importance, and if true, of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. Uh, just in case you need a little pastoral direction, that Facebook thing is false. 
And in case you need a little pastoral direction tonight, Christianity is not false. We're gathered together around truth this evening. And because it is true, it is of infinite importance. This cannot be moderately important to you. This cannot be something you moderately are moderately concerned about. This really, really matters. This really, really matters. And when we get to talking about who Jesus is, this really, 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 really matters. Let's just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help us this evening. Oh, Father, I... uh, I feel inadequate to communicate uh, the truth you've laid on my heart for tonight. Would you come alongside me? Would you come into this auditorium? Would you come into each listening heart and give to them a hunger to really understand what's being said? In Jesus' beautiful name. Amen and amen. So last week, Jesus is the eternal, all-powerful creator God. Who's Jesus? He's the eternal, all-powerful creator God. We're introduced to God in the very first line of your Bible. God doesn't kind of show up a long ways into the story. He's right at the beginning of the book. In the beginning, God created. When we're introduced to God, who is he? He is the creator. In the beginning, God created. And we go uh, further uh, down the creation story, and we get to verse number 27 of chapter 1, and This is what we read. God created man. Let me read verse number 26 too. Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. What are we introduced to here? A couple of things. I want to start at the end, the very bottom of the screen. When God created us, he created us in his own image. God made us to look like him and to be like him. God, the creator, made us in his own image. The other thing I think it's really important to uh, get here is the beginning of uh, that second, third line there. 
God said, let us make man in our image. We are introduced in the very early introduction to God in Scripture to the us-ness of God. Let us make man in our image. We're made in the image of God, but who is doing it? Let us make man in our image. God doesn't save some big surprise about who he is till three quarters of the way through the book. He's up front. He introduces us, even though we can't understand it, it goes right over our head. He introduces us to the reality of what we call the Trinity. Let us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, let us make God in our own image. The usness of God. Now, here's the challenge. When I say that, I don't want you to get in your mind kind of a picture of, of three pictures on a page in, in a yearbook. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, separate. That's not the picture you need to or should have in your mind. To most of you, um, I'm your pastor. When you think about me, you think of me as pastor. Pastor John. But I am more than pastor. Uh, to one person in this room, who in my judgment did a bang-up job leading worship tonight, um, I'm his father. She's not with us tonight, but I'm also a husband. Pastor, father, husband. When I wake up in the morning, I don't go through some contortions and say, uh, I think as father, I'm going to head down to Regina and go to work with our son Kyle at Everest. So, father, go there. Oh, and Donna wants me to go grocery shopping, so I'm going grocery shopping. And the pastor part of me says, today all I'm going to do is hang around the office, handle some stuff on the list. No, I go about every day as pastor, father, and husband. And those three parts of who I am are distinct and separate, very much so, 
Donna doesn't seem to like it that much when I act like her pastor. Very separate, but still very much one. Now, of course, that analogy breaks down, and I don't want you to take it too deep and take it somewhere really dangerous. But there's an usness about God. There's only one God. There's only one God, but He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When it came to creation, uh, Holy Spirit didn't say, "You guys, you guys do that." I, I, I this project just doesn't interest me at all. No, the word became flesh, the word creates, Jesus creates, but you read Genesis chapter one, the spirit of God is hovering, <laughs> moving over the, the water. What they did, they were all doing. So what I'm really talking to you tonight is about the doctrine of perichoresis. Let's all say that word because most of you have never heard it in your life. Para, cor, a, sis. Parachoresis. The doctrine of parachoresis. Karl Barth, who's a respected theologian of the 20th century, in the Scottish Journal of Theology, January 30th, 2009, uh, they're talking about him, and they say, Karl Barth rightly regarded this as one of the most important theological terms there is when it comes to understanding the Trinity. The doctrine of perichoresis really, really matters. And the doctrine of perichoresis, thrown out all the all the big theological words that are used to describe it. The doctrine of perichoresis really just simply means this. What one does, they all do. What one does, they all do. What one does, they all, it's impossible for me to just send part of me away to be a father and the rest of me stays behind. It's impossible. What one does, they all do. They're all involved in, uh, in the work of God in every situation and in every circumstance. So this us, this us of God was busy in creation making us in God's image. We read that in verse 26, 27. This making of God, us in God's image comes up twice in those verses. So what does it mean to be made in God's image? I say, I thought we're talking about Jesus tonight. We're gonna get there. Um, well, the first thing we need to recognize about being made in God's image 
is that it's bigger, it's bigger than gender. It's bigger than gender. Let us make man in our own image, male and female, he made them. Guys, you are not more like God than the women in this room. And women, as much as sometimes you act like it, uh, you are not more like God and his image than the man. The image of God is not about what gender you are. He made both man and women in the image of God. Genesis 1, verse 27. So I'm attempting to define image here. Second thing uh, you need to know is that when it comes to the image of God, it includes these phrases or the idea of dominion and authority. It includes the authority sub to subdue and have dominion. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 20. Be fruitful, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, on and on it goes. So being in the image of God includes authority to subdue and have dominion. When we are living in the image of God, we have an authority about us. It's not a male thing. It's not a female thing. It does carry an authority. God has authority. He made us in his image. We carry authority. Number three, that authority got lost between chapter one and in chapter three and God comes looking for them, Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8, and they've hidden themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. You can only carry the image of God if you've learned how to live in the presence of God. Sin takes us out of the presence of God. You can only carry the image of God if you've learned how to live in the, the presence of God. Need a volunteer who would love to volunteer here, be on uh, Facebook in the morning. It's a great opportunity. Come quickly, come quickly, or you'll get called and chosen. You'll be one of the chosen ones. Okay, good. Thank you, Kristen. Just jump on up here. Now, go wander around back there somewhere. Just keep wandering. Good. Thank you. We'll, we'll call you back in a bit. Can you, can, you, can you see your image anywhere? You see a shadow, but not yet. Huh. They're wandering back here. You, you can't, okay, come, come up here. I'll maybe help you a bit. Maybe come stand over here. Right there, maybe. Okay, turn around. Can you see your image? How come? There's a mirror up here. You're in the way. 
I'm in the way. There's something between you and God, you and the mirror. Huh. You can only reflect the image of God if you are, can you see yourself? Yes. That's your image? Yes. You recognize yourself? Yes. Okay, good, good. Give her a hand. Wasn't that complicated? Thank you. You can't reflect the image of God if you think the presence of God isn't important. And Adam and Eve said, I'm just going to pursue some more knowledge. There's more knowledge out there. That, that snake said so. I'm going to go get my doctorate. I'm going to spend my life <laughs> pursuing my doctorate, and it becomes, and I'm not against people having doctorates, but it can, a lot of things can become something that comes between you and the opportunity to be a reflection of God's image. You can only reflect God's image if you really, really love his presence. There's no other way to do it. And Adam and Eve rejected uh, that. The fourth thing about the image of God is it uh, includes perfect unity. Uh, they were one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were one. They still enjoy perfect unity. But what happened when they rejected God, rejected his presence, ran from his presence, ran from uh, his direction in their lives? Uh, Genesis 3, verse 16, this is what happens when uh, you reject the presence of God you begin to lose the image of God. And notice what happens. Genesis 3, verse 16. This hasn't happened to any of the homes and marriages in this church, but this is what's supposed to happen, apparently. Wives, your desires shall be contrary to your husband. Apparently that happens. And the beautiful ability to agree and walk in perfect unity that Adam and Eve had was lost when sin came in and perfect unity was destroyed. And now we have to work at things that were meant to be easy. Uh, sin destroyed perfect unity. Image of God number five Image of God when tarnished brings pain. Verses 16 and 17 talks about the pain that entered the world as a result of sin and disobedience. The image of God when tarnished brings pain. Number six, as a result of that uh, and losing the image of God, authority structures uh, become required. So all of a sudden, this wasn't the way it was. 
This wasn't the way it once was, but now look what happens because they've run from the presence of God. They want run from being uh, reflections of God's image. Uh, they have to establish uh, authority instructions because you listen because you've listened to the verse. It's actually verse 17 uh, to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you. Cursed is the ground in pain. You shall eat it. Uh, there is now this this cursed going on. You haven't followed the command as you should. And now the woman is finding herself in a place where uh, end of verse number 16 husband is ruling over her. When sin came in, all of a sudden we had to have authority structures. Before sin came in, we were just there to help one another. Perfect unity. It's how the Godhead functions. Sin comes in and authority structures have to be, comp- have to be established. Sin compromises unity. Number seven, When tarnished, it brings thorns and thistles. Marriage was a lot simpler in Genesis 1 than it was in Genesis chapter 3. Thorns and thistles come. These prickly things, things that shouldn't have been bothering us are all of a sudden around. And uh, number 8... Eternal life is lost. Eternal life is lost. Uh, Verse number uh, 18 of Genesis chapter uh, 3. Sorry, verse number 19. You will return to the ground. We don't have eternal life. Uh, This has been a, uh, a sad week for me, one of the uh, pastors who served with us for six years while we pastored in Manitoba passed away on, uh, I think it was Tuesday. Heartaches for his amazing wife, Corrine, and their kids and grandkids. But Dave didn't pass away because he's some terrible guy. (laughs) Dave passed away because when Adam and Eve thought staying in the presence of God wasn't important, eternal life was abolished. And we're all going to return to the ground. We lost the image of God. Sin messed everything up. Sin messed everything up. And now we get up and we, we kind of have this sort of idea that maybe somehow you can see a little bit of God in me. But it's much like getting out of a really long, hot shower. And you know you're in there somewhere, but sure is hard to see. Sin 
messed up everything. And now we get to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and the first half of verse number 44. And it reads like this, we have borne the image of the man of dust. We're supposed to have the image of God. That's what we're supposed to have. But we've borne the image of dust. We, we, there, there's something in there, we can, but it's really hard to see. There's little faint glimpses of God showing up. But we've borne the image of dust because of one man's disobedience. And now we get to, it was a long introduction to get to where I wanted to be. Hebrews chapter one and verse number three. Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Jesus came down to earth and what we saw when he came down here was the exact imprint of his nature. That picture that's up on the screen is of our three sons. The guy with the green jacket is my, my nephew and their cousin. I see some Drisner image in there, in all four of them. But it's not the exact imprint. Evan's not nearly as good looking as me. <laughs> not the exact imprint. Other versions uh, phrase it a little bit differently. The uh, Christian Standard Bible, I think is what it's called. Bring up what, click, do another click here there, yeah. Calls that phrase the exact imprint, the exact expression. Next version I chose, can't remember what it is, but hit click for me again. The exact representation, legacy standard Bible. And the new Catholic Bible uh, called it the perfect expression. So when Jesus came to earth, what is Jesus? Jesus is the exact imprint of God's nature, the exact expression, the exact representation, the perfect expression. Jesus is the <laughs> image of, of God. Jesus is the image of God. 
So I did a little word study. I was talking to Pastor Louis about this earlier this week of that phrase, exact imprint. It's actually one word in the Greek. And the Greek word for uh, exact imprint is character, character. <laughs> Does it remind you of some English word? Jesus, if you want to know what God's like, if you want to know God's character, Jesus is the exact, exact expression, exact imprint of, of God. Notice I didn't say of Father. The exact imprint of God, they're completely tied together, paragoracious. They are completely one. And Jesus came and dwelt here, and he was the exact imprint of the character of God. So what do we learn about Jesus? Jesus is the eternal, all-powerful creator, God. And when he came down here for us to get to know God and understand who God is, he is the exact imprint of God. Oh, I wish I could figure God out well, here's my suggestion. Spend the next two months reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Spend the next two months reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Get to know Jesus. Because Jesus is the exact imprint of God. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 15. Uh, he is the image of the invisible God. You, you don't see God, but for a period of 33 years down here and three years of active ministry, whatever he was doing is an exact expression of the character of God, exact expression. So there's uh, 5,000 plus people who've been listening to Jesus preach and the sun is setting and Jesus realizes they're all starving. We gotta feed them. Friends, that's the character of God. God sees your needs. God knows what you need. God knows what you need this evening. God sees your needs. His character is not such that he can say, I'm just going to ignore it and walk away from it. God sees your needs. That's the character of God. 
And beyond that, his character is he provides for your needs. He provides for your needs. Everybody left that big open field with food in their stomach. Everyone. And here's another thing about God. Study Jesus. He's the exact imprint of God, the exact representation of God. When he's done feeding them, there's a whole bunch left over. He's God who is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. God is extravagantly generous with us as long as we're not wandering back around here thinking his presence doesn't matter very much. I really don't care if I'm in the image of God. I'm trying to pursue the image. As long as you're not living like that, God is El Shaddai for you and he will look after the more than enough. It's God's character. Said last week, I can't uh, not go on my walks without sensing that God is the creator. God made this happen. Because I look around and it's too big for any man to have done or any accident to have done. And I will confess that unusual for me. For a couple of days, I didn't quite get out and walk this week. But God made trees. If I had made trees, I probably could have maybe come up with the idea of one deciduous one and one coniferous one. He made 73,000 different kinds of trees. He's a God of abundance, God of more. God of much. 9,800 kinds of birds. I would have made a sparrow and an eagle. Big bird that flies high and a sparrow that comes on my deck once in a while. 6,495 kind of mammals. It's the nature of God. It's the character of God. Wikipedia says that there are over 10 million different colors. Now that's extravagance. That's the extravagant nature of God. I have trouble figuring out the five or six or seven, whatever the number is, primary colors, but there's 10 million of them. No wonder I'm confused. And my friend Dave was ushered into eternity this week and uh, God didn't walk him down the street and say here's your shack built David a mansion he's going to enjoy for you to, that's the extravagance of God friends Look at how Jesus did things. It's the exact expression of who God is. 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, let's go to verse 49 now. Uh, one more click. 
The first man, Adam, go again, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. You know what Jesus is and is? Jesus is the last Adam, and he came to be a life-giving spirit. The first Adam introduced sin into the world. We lost the image of God. Jesus has come, hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus has come and he's a life-giving spirit and we no longer need to be bearing the image of the man of dust. We can bear the image of the man of heaven. Hallelujah. All we need to do, 1 Corinthians 15, 22, is uh, accept what Jesus has done for us and be, be born again. 1 Corinthians 15, 22, in Adam all die, but in Christ shall all be made alive. So Jesus came, <laughs> eternal, all-powerful creator God, Jesus emptied himself, Philippians chapter two, came down to earth, became the image of God to us, the exact representation of God to us, so that everything in creation could get rebooted. And Adam's ways would no longer rule and reign, but the way of Christ would rule and reign. The life-giving spirit of Jesus would take over, and the life that was sucked out of the universe because of disobedience by the obedience of one man who went to the cross, we get life back. That's our Jesus. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 29, I'm winding down. Those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. What's God's plan for you? What's God's plan for you? He predestined this for you. He predestined this for you. It's to be conformed to the image of his son. That which sin took away, God wants to give back to you. And you're going to be just like Jesus. Next slide, please. We all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into, transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is a spirit. He's the life-giving spirit. So a step at a time, a day at a time, <laughs> a week at a time, what is Jesus doing? He's making us more and more. And in the image of Jesus, he's making us more and more. <laughs> into the image of Jesus. Come on up here, Mrs. Lowen, one more time, would you? He's making us into the image of God. Don't fight the plan. You can't see your image, can you? Why not? You're in the way. I'm in the way. We let things get, get rid of all the stuff and just say, Jesus, Jesus, 
I want nothing to matter to me more than you. I want to be in your presence. I want to see your image reflected in my life. Get rid of anything that's in the way. Get rid of anything that's in the way. Thank you. One more verse. We're God's children now. <laughs> Hope you are. Hope you've invited the Lord into your life. And what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. There's a day coming, friends, when we're going to stand in Jesus' presence and we're going to say, wow, that's your character. God, that's what it's supposed to be like. And we're going to embrace him and we're going to be forever changed into God's plan, which was for us right from the beginning. The perfect reflection of Jesus, the perfect reflection of God for eternity. What a day that's going to be. The day that's going to be. When our Jesus we shall see, would you stand, please? We're going to end this service by just worshiping. Why don't you uh, take this time and make it a holy and precious time where you uh, really enter into the presence of God and say, Lord, I, I know I won't get it all together down here, but... I really want to learn to love your presence, to bask in your presence. I really want to be made into the image of God in a greater way. Can we just ask Holy Spirit to do that work in our hearts today and make us more like Jesus, the perfect expression of God?